You're listening to the teaching of Calvary Paris. For more information, go to www.calvaryparis.com. Well, we're here tonight together to remember together the events of Good Friday, which we call good for a good reason. The fact that today is good is because our salvation was made a reality and a possibility as Jesus gave his life willingly for us and for the sins of the worlds. But this day over 2,000 years ago, it was not a a, a good day in Jerusalem. You had 11 men who had followed Jesus for three years, shared so much life, had been handpicked by Jesus to follow him, to walk with him, to see him do some amazing things, who just the night prior had fled as he was arrested. They had run, they had abandoned him. One of them who had been his most trusted, you could say. You could even argue to say his favorite as you read the Gospels. The one that walked on water with him, he not only abandoned him, but then denied him three times when asked if he knew him. There was only one left, in fact, of these these men that were standing there among some of the women that had been a part of Jesus' following. One of which, in fact, was Jesus' mother who was standing there watching her son die. And for an entire nation, a people group, it was a bad day because of so much upheaval and turmoil and confusion, honestly, as they were watching who would be their would-be savior, their would-be earthly king, hanging there, bleeding, and dying on the cross. For a Roman governor, this day was particularly hard. It was a day of indecision. It was a day of doubt and ultimately of capitulation to a crowd, an angry mob and the pressures of an angry mob where he absolved himself of any guilt by ceremoniously washing his hands and then handing an innocent man over to be executed. And for others that day, whether they knew what was going on, whether they knew what was happening, the weight of that day, whatever it was, whether they personally knew Jesus, had never seen the guy before, For everyone surrounding that area, this was a day that was dark, bloody, and filled with pain and loss. And years, centuries prior, in fact, to this day, David, he penned Psalm 22, what Pastor Corbin just read to us. And we read that tonight because understand, David wrote that psalm under the inspiration of the Lord. And as he did so, he gave us a window, a view into how that day was for the Savior, Jesus, who was hanging there on the cross of Calvary. See, this psalm, though you may not know it well, you know the sayings from it well because it's the same things that Jesus cried out from the cross as he was hanging there, suspended between heaven and earth. See, from the setting to the actions of those who were present and most profoundly the conversation that takes place between Jesus and his heavenly Father, we know this psalm because Jesus, well, he spoke most of it as he was there on the cross, again, dying for the sins of the world's. And the true depth of the separation and despair that went into that day for our Savior, understand, we can't fully understand that. I can't fully understand that, nor can you fully understand that. None of us fully understand the weight of that despair, because understand, Jesus is distinct and different from each and every one of us. He is set apart from each and every one of us. Jesus, understand, was born without sin. And he lived without sin all of his life. He lived every day without sin. And he lived every day completely and in total unity with the Father. He lived in unity and communication with the Father. In fact, as you read the Gospels, you notice that he strived for that. He took great links. He drew away from his followers at times. 
He stayed up late. He got up early. He sought the time with his heavenly father diligently, and he would not negotiate with it. He knew that he needed it, and he stayed in communication and in perfect unity with his father always. But not just in unity. He also stayed in perfect submission to the father the entire time as well. As you read the gospels, what you see is you see that Jesus, as he lived his life from boy to man, He lived his life in complete submission to his heavenly father. He was here to walk out the plan that he and his heavenly father had come up with to see the world reconciled, to see salvation be made a possibility. And in teaching and conversations, in moving with his disciples, the multitudes, Jews, Gentiles, no matter who he came into contact with, Jesus always had the submission to his heavenly father in mind. He was submitted to the Father in in complete and total unity. But here, here today, this Good Friday, 2,000 years ago, here, understand, here in death, Jesus hanging there on the cross, suspended between heaven and earth by three nails, that unity, it was severed. It was severed. Jesus was still doing the will of the Father. Jesus, understand, was still submitted completely to the plan, but the unity This bond that Jesus and the Father had as Jesus was there hanging on the cross, as he was here in what we are remembered, that unity, that oneness, that togetherness, that was in this moment gone. It was gone. And again, I can't explain that anguish to you, nor can you explain that anguish to me. We can't explain fully experientially what that is because understand, again, the nearness that Jesus experienced with the Father, it was for him and his Father. Because Jesus, he had that relationship. Understand, we are born into this world naturally separated from the Lord. Jesus came to remedy that. But we can read about it here in the words of David in Psalm 22, and we can also sense and feel the pain that Jesus, that he expounded as from the cross, he cried out. He cried out, what does Matthew say in Matthew 27, 46? It says there that about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying there, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani which is to say, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And as we read that, not knowing, again, the anguish and all the emotion that went into it, we can read it knowing full well that in that moment, Jesus was making that Friday that was dark, that was chaotic, that was bloody and painful for so many. He was making something, he was making it something good. For all that were standing there that day witnessing this innocent man die, And for all of us sitting here right now in this room, understand, because it was in that moment that Jesus was demonstrating God's great love for us. He was demonstrating God's great love for all of the world as he hung there. As he hung there, and while the world and while we were yet still sinners, Jesus Christ, he was dying for us. He was experiencing the full judgment and wrath, the outpouring of wrath for the sins of the world, sins that he never committed. He was experiencing that moment, separation that we are born into, separation that we come by naturally that he had never experienced once, all of which he deserved none of because of his sinless, perfect life, but yet he took upon himself, again, so that we, so that we could be reconciled to the Lord. And as he did, he submitted to the will of the Father so that the plan that was made to reconcile humanity to himself could be accomplished. See, Jesus in that moment for the first time, he felt this separation that we are naturally born into. And tonight, as familiar as this story may be, as familiar as these words may be to us from the cross, we need to remember 
that we sit here tonight, many of us in this room, believing and walking in a relationship in unity, reconciled with the Lord's because of this right here. Because Jesus saw it fit not to stay within the, perf- the, perfect, the perfect sanctum of heaven, but saw it fit to come and to humble himself as a man, as Paul says in Philippians 2. To humble himself as a man and come to this earth and live as a man and humble himself ultimately to death, to the death of the cross, so that we could be saved. His body was broken. And his blood was shed for you and for me, what we are about to remember together as we take communion. See, Jesus experienced what we should have and what we could have, but don't have to because he saw the cross. And again, the separation that he experienced there on the cross and taking all of the pain and all of the wrath and the judgment for the sins of the world upon himself, he saw us being saved as worth it all, as worth every bit of it. And we tonight remember that, and we tonight should remember that, and we should remember it in a way that is appropriate. And the way that is appropriate is by realizing that that separation was something that, again, Jesus had never experienced. It was a separation and a silence as he reached out and cried out to his heavenly Father. There was no reply is what is indicated within the text. What is indicated is David pins Psalm 22, and what is indicated is we read the Gospels and this crying out, what is indicated is that Jesus cried out to his heavenly Father, there was nothing in return but loneliness and soon death. And we should remember that again appropriately. In the silence of this room, we should remember the weight of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ because it is the weight of that sacrifice that shows the great love of our Savior the great love of our Savior who came to this earth again and took everything that we have to offer. And all we have to offer, friends, is flesh and sin. He came and willingly took that upon himself and experienced the full judgments of God so that we don't have to. And he was willing to get to a place where when he spoke to the Father, it wasn't nearness that he felt. It wasn't the unity that he knew so well. It was a feeling of loss. It was a feeling of separation. It was a feeling, as we see him say, and as we see David write, it was a feeling of being left forsaken. And Jesus did that. He did that for you. He did that for me. He did that for the whole of the world. So that we here on this day on Good Friday can look at this day as good, can look at this day not as those did over 2,000 years ago and look at it as a day of turmoil and bloodshed, but look at it as a day of victory. Look at it as a day of salvation being made, that more of a reality and of reconciliation being made possible for a world that is lost and separated naturally. Jesus was willing to be forsaken there on the cross of Calvary so that we could be saved. And we remember that tonight.